Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You're listening to The Dworkin Report. I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. Today on this show, I am here with Congresswoman Gwen Moore, who represents Wisconsin's 4th District from Milwaukee, and she's done since 2005, after previously serving in the state's legislature since 1988. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining me on short notice tonight. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for having me. I think it's really important to stay in touch with people at a time like this. Absolutely, absolutely. And and one of the the reasons we asked you to come on the Dworkin Report tonight is that you're the first congressperson to call for the president to resign officially and post the Trump resign hashtag. What motivated you to take that strong stance against Donald Trump? Well, I'll tell you, Scott, uh, I have been very concerned about Donald Trump for a very long time. Uh, And in fact, uh, I have been uh, very supportive of, of supporting Jamie Raskin, my colleague in, in Congress's is, uh, initiative to invoke the 25th Amendment. I do believe that uh, Donald Trump is a dangerous president. Uh, I was uh, personally briefed with other members of Congress by Dr. Bandy Lee, who led a group of 27 psychologists who really – said that they felt that they had a duty to warn the public. And, you know, while they're highly criticized for violating something called the cold water rule, where you're not supposed to try to, you know, diagnose public figures, they have a lot of material to work with, as we all know. And they they really believe that he has a sort of malignant narcissism that we should be concerned with and, and um, and it concerns me, and I think that his resigning is, is, is sort of a dignified way for him, him to leave, um, as opposed to being uh, impeached or a, as opposed to being indicted uh, or as opposed to having, you know, the 25th Amendment invoked. Um, uh, it's really uh, a, a very palliative approach, I think, for, to ask him to just, just go quietly. And, uh, and spare all of us this pain. There are many uh, Republicans who will whisper uh, that they are concerned, particularly uh, with this latest uh, uh, abrupt withdrawal from Syria, which we, we all would love for wars to end. But it's going to be at great cost to the Kurds and to our allies and uh, with Matt, uh, Matt Mattis, General Mattis resigning, uh, Republicans are very, very alarmed themselves. And so I just think that his resignation is the most honorable thing. If he ever would do anything honorable, 
uh, this would be an opportunity for him to do it. What do you think in general about the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi, the journalist from Washington Post? I mean, oh, my a lot of- God. I, I mean, you know, th- that just fits in with everything. It's just so it, – his killing is chilling. You know, when you think about the 17 or so investigations that emanate from everything from the Russian attack on our democracy, um, this this Middle Eastern stuff is so tied up with just follow the money. Um, you know, the, the Saudis uh, – you know, renting 500 rooms for so-called veterans. And, and I haven't forgotten that uh, the 9-11 attackers were, were Saudi uh, citizens. I haven't forgotten that either. Money laundering and uh, the, the Trump war. It's just, it's just a hot mess. And I'm not going to even mention Stormy and, 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 and the obstruction of justice right in plain sight. That stuff. Uh, it, it's just sort of the uh, just just sort of tidbits on the top, you know, just sort of uh, cookie crumbles on top of all of the mess. Uh, and I just it's it's very I'm very serious. This is he's a dangerous person, and uh, we we should be concerned. One of the biggest issues impacting every American is the continuing health of the Affordable Care Act. I've got a two part question for you. How would GOP efforts to repeal Obamacare have harmed your district? And what do you think Congress can do immediately to fix it after Democrats take the gavel in 12 days? Oh, my goodness. I mean, uh, the Affordable Care Act, thank God, is still the law of the land. Uh, and I have to give some kudos to Chief Justice Roberts. Uh, you know, I, I, I think what the, the Dems need to do immediately, uh, if they can, is to try to bring um, some of the insurers back into the market by uh, uh, actually paying for the um, uh, uh, the monies that they were supposed to pay for that uh, that good old Senator Rubio objected to uh, that that really would have shared some of the risk that insurers were experiencing uh, at the beginning and in, even now in fully implementing uh, the Affordable Care Act. I think that's absolutely essential. I do think that it's also essential uh, right away to uh, vigorously challenge in court uh, this latest uh, Texas ruling uh, and to vigorously um, uh, uh, challenge the notion that we have to strike the whole law down. And so I think our, our work is cut out for us because we, just in my own state, there are two million people who suffer from pre-existing conditions. And, and even those folks who don't need to enroll in so-called Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act will find that they'll be, become victimized by the kinds of protections that the Affordable Care Act accorded people, like not having lifetime limits, for example, imposed on their health care. And they, too, will have uh, pre-existing conditions. And they can expect their premiums to go sky high, uh, even if they have employer-based insurance. Uh, Their co-pays, their part of the premium will will explode uh, as we have all this uncompensated care. Uh, It just is a no-win situation. So we've got to get our arms around doing what Democrats, all over the country, we won 40 seats 
and then maintained our position and, and, and did pretty well in the Senate when you consider how bad the map was um, because we promised people uh, that we would uh, uh, adhere to what seemed to be their number one concern, and that was health care. I know that one issue you're focused on closely in your district is lead poisoning, which disproportionately impacts children. Listeners who want to learn more about the issue, I highly recommend to Google Lead, The Real Criminal Element by Mother Jones's Kevin Drum. Most Americans have probably heard about Flint, Michigan's poison water, but your website explains that Milwaukee's water is nearly as bad. Uh, so what are you doing to help residents of Milwaukee's 4th and all Wisconsinites impacted by lead exposure, and how can us as citizens help out? Well, you know, let me just take a little bit of a tangent here, if you don't mind. You know, some of this money for the doggone wall, I wish they would put into places like Flint and Milwaukee. I mean, we're we're talking like three-tenths of a percent difference in the lead poisoning cases that we have in our um, our own state here. Uh, and particularly in Milwaukee, where all of our lead laterals are uh, uh, need to be replaced, uh, it, it's a different kind of. It wasn't the the same kind of lead poisoning, but whether it comes from paint or from lead laterals, uh, these are infrastructure problems that can be solved really with money. Um, I've I've been on this since I was in the state legislature and. I was really happy to have worked really successfully with the late great Congresswoman Louise Slaughter from New York. Um, we successfully requested in the, in the 2018 uh, omnibus uh, $35 million for the CDC childhood-led poisoning prevention program and then another $176 million in total funding for, for the HUD uh, uh, Office of Lead Hazards Control in Healthy Homes. And actually, our HUD request was, was upped and exceeded our request, uh, and they appropriated $230 million for that program. And so uh, it's going to improve water quality in my district uh, as part of America's Water Infrastructure Act, and uh, the provisions boost federal funding uh, for state and other state and local governments to implement newly developed technologies for supplying and treating the water and, and water stru- infrastructure, which will really be a boon to you know, places like Flint. You know, and also there are other programs we're looking at. Uh, work hard so that the SNAP program, other other sort of governmental programs, make those kind of interventions so that kids can have healthy foods and really uh, tackle um, and make sure that the long-term impacts of lead poisoning uh, don't foreclose on these kids' future. Absolutely. And uh, Wisconsin's gerrymandered legislature just voted to throw the state's ballot boxes into the garbage after Democrat Tony Evers defeated GOP Governor Scott Walker. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Why would you bring up such... (laughs) This is getting more and more depressing. (laughs) Is there there something you'd like to do? The very heart of our democracy. I mean, now we can't even vote. You know, you yeah. know the people out. You know, what you vote them out. You work hard, and then they um, and and so so they just sort of kick you 
on their way, their way out and say, "I'm mad at you for voting me out." Yeah, we're 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 going to challenge uh, this, and you know, one of the things that we have in front of the supreme we had in front of the Supreme Court, of course, was our Supreme Court hearing on the gerrymandered district, and they sent it back, remanded it. Uh, to the lower courts and, and put sort of a burden of proof on on us to, you know, sort of nitpicking and coming up with with uh, uh, persnickety requirements for our plaintiffs. But we're we're gonna we're gonna follow through with this. And believe it or not, reapportionment is coming up, uh, and we now have a governor, uh, which is really key. In 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 our our you know census and, and redistricting, so I think it's extremely important that we uh, have uh, you know explore every avenue, uh, you know, to you know to include trying to restore uh, our voting rights, challenging that stuff in court, uh, but we can't forget to just empower the people as we did in this last election and say, and say no matter how beat down you feel just get up and go vote anyway vote because they don't want you to vote let's just get to stay mad stay mad enough to fight back and i'm really relying on um on on and uh, on our having taken the majority uh, in the state the governor's office to be uh, sort of our, you know, guiding star toward toward really fighting on all fronts. You got to keep fighting. I mean, you, yeah. you you're on the battlefield, and you know you can't, uh, you know, pe- you, people can't guarantee you the victory before you start fighting. You have to you have to fight, and so that's what we're going to keep doing. And we've had some small victories here. We've already celebrated and. Popped open that bottle of champagne on November sixth, and so it's time to roll up our sleeves and, uh, and 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 continue the struggle because we, you know, you see what happened, of course, with uh, with our with our shutdown <laughs> uh, because you know we kicked the Republicans uh, out of power in the House of Representatives, and so they're they're not going uh, without uh, with. Tr- Without trying to get a pound of uh, of flesh, and I just want to point one thing out to to our listeners, you know this is this isn't a five billion dollar wall we're talking about here. You know, folk are talking about why don't we just find a number between one and five. no, this is a twenty five billion dollar wall, minimal. You know, and this this five billion is a down payment for this, you know temple to his his legacy um i mean are, is this 800 years before christ when they built the great china wall or i've got a somewhere around here in my house i've got a piece of uh of the the, the wall we tore down in 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 germany <laughs> separating east and west these things don't work uh, we need border security but we just don't need uh some uh, something based on, on on his campaign promise that that doesn't meet any of the technological or personnel needs or uh, repairing legitimately fencing 
uh, or or barriers in certain sections uh, of the border, uh, uh, other sort of interdiction, whether they be canines or or whatever special operation, uh, uh, and of course people at the borders to take uh, asylum applications. You know, so there's there there's a uh, you know there's a lot we can do. And $25 billion, you know, I I hate to bring it up again, but, boy, we could sure use that in Milwaukee. Uh, It would create jobs for us to replace these lead laterals, might even be able to do some training programs and do some economic development and and, and get some people who have had long-term unemployment and, you know, uh, uh, some, some opportunities with a public works program. We can do a lot of money besides build a symbol uh, to his uh, his ineptness uh, on the southern border. My last question, uh, I know that you're not on the Judiciary Committee, but I just wanted to get your opinion. Uh, do you think there's a good chance that the felonies Donald Trump is implicated in already could lead to impeachment proceedings in the House and then the Senate? Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, we realize that this is a this is a pickle for Biddy many people because impeachment is in fact a political act it's not a it's not a criminal proceeding and i think that the guidance maybe we should revisit this for the future the guidance of the justice department which says that they they can't indict a sitting president is where the conundrum comes in you know that forces it into the political arena and so that being the case it's very difficult for one party to impeach someone on their own, and uh, you know, I was uh, I was certainly not a member of Congress during the Nixon, Nixon impeachment, but I was certainly old enough to 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 remember that it was the Republicans, members of his own party, who went to him and said, "It's it's over, guy. Right. It's finished." And you know, we need. Uh, some of these folks who used to be never Trumpers, like my good friend Paul Ryan, you know, he's still got a few more days that he's still a member of Congress. He and good old Mitch McConnell and 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 you know, I you know General Mattis is still an employee. He's still the Secretary of Defense. I just think that you know it, there are enough things. Even without, we've been waiting on the Mueller report. And uh, only God knows if it's ever going to see the light of day, given the acting attorney general and the nominee for attorney general uh, who've publicly stated that uh, they don't think the president should even be questioned. Uh, You know, I, I just think that this is a crisis. I hearken back to what I said at the beginning of our conversation, Scott, that uh, that uh, that I think Donald Trump is is dangerous, you know. Uh, I'm not a trained psychiatrist or a psychologist, but I but I'm not blind. You know what I mean? I, I, and I and 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 when you think about all of the indictments, all of the 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 links, um, I, I I think we see just like putting a puzzle together. You know, you start getting the outlines, and pretty soon, you know, filling in the center of the of the puzzle seems to be real clear what's going to happen. 
what what the picture looks like even before you snap the last piece in. And so I, I just think uh, uh, he's dangerous, and I am uh, I just think the heroes of the story are going to be those Republicans who are not going to just scamper away and be brave, uh, you know, the last days and make some symbolic votes. But those Republicans who actually stand up for our democracy, um, I think that they're going to be the heroes. Well, you know, outside of those heroes, you're one of mine, and I truly don't think that we would accomplish much in the House uh, without leadership like yours. And uh, so it's truly an honor for you to come on tonight, and I can't appreciate enough everything you do. Well, just let me say goodnight. Before I say goodnight to you and happy holiday to everyone out there, I just want to say to people, I mean, I am still picking up myself off the, off the floor. I cannot believe that for all these years people would just choose me, an humble person to represent them. I'm so honored to represent people. And I think that, you know, my the the trust that people put in us is so much more precious now when I see how it's being trampled on by other leaders like the president now. Uh, you know, people depend on us to do the right thing. Uh, and uh, and, and I'm, I'm honored to serve, especially at a time like this. Wow. I'd like to thank... Congresswoman Gwen Moore. You can follow her at Rep Gwen Moore on Twitter. I'd like to thank my producer Grant Stern and Congresswoman Gwen Moore's staff for helping set this up. I hope everybody has a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Don't forget to tweet out Trump Resign, which is still trending today. You can visit our website at dwarfreport.com. Thanks again for listening. Onward!